Blog Talk Radio. on a number of things going on on this planet, including climate change. We're going to have more of an in-depth exploration of climate change because, truthfully, I believe that it's even, well, there are two ways of looking at all the things going on on our planet right now and the way the Earth is being impacted by humanity. One way is to be in fear, and the other way is to realize that miracles are real and that by raising our own vibration, we become more in harmony with the planet itself. Because if we come at this with the materialistic view, which is utterly devoid of any acknowledgement that there is a higher consciousness and a higher reality, we are always going to fall short. And I really do believe that many of the challenges that we are facing right now are not materialistic challenges. These are challenges to help us to make the quantum leap that we need to make. And more and more of us are going to need to wake up. And this will happen spontaneously, whether you're ready or not. When the time comes to wake up, often we are awakened in ways that we could never even begin to anticipate. And so I trust in that too. But those of us who are aware of the expanded reality that exists on this world and in this universe and in this multiverse, we know that waking up is not only inevitable, it is happening more and more to more and more people. But what's really happening on this earth right now is there's a culture clash. There is a culture clash. In fact, there's several culture clashes going on. But one of these 
is between the materialist worldview and between a worldview that acknowledges the higher spiritual realities. And the only way to bring a materialist on board is to simply trust that they'll be shown the way. That doesn't mean that everyone joins a religion, because there's a big difference between religion and spirituality. Although some religions can be nice um, gateways to spirituality if they open you up instead of closing you down, if you are moving in a direction of more love, more compassion, more appreciation for this planet, then that religion is really helping you to open. If you're moving in the direction of more fear, if projecting distrust, demonizing people, even believing in in demons, which truthfully, I think that it's fair to say that many of us do not, although there can be alternative explanations for things on the planet that are darker at times. And I think we need to assert beliefs like that because my being honest that I do not believe in supernatural evil. I do not believe that supernatural evil has anything to do with what's going on on this planet or anywhere else is my own courageous, authentic assertion because I feel that many are asserting an alternative point of view and it's seeping into everywhere. And we need to raise our sights higher and focus on love. And I have found myself very easily being disempowered by the alternative points of view because the voices can speak very loudly. And, you know, truthfully, when we allow ourselves to be disempowered, it can be inexplicable at times as to why that occurs. And generally it just means that we need more love for ourselves. Well, let's just say that the earth gave me a little boost today and that I actually spent time with the earth today, and there's a good reason for that, because I really want to express what's on my heart about what we need to do about this planet. Now, ironically, I wanted some information at my disposal, and I was late in getting it this morning because I actually was out in nature, but unlike a lot of people, and I It's unfortunate that these are going away. I have an actual newspaper still. Why do I still get the newspaper? Because the printed newspaper, though it is diminishing and is not what it once was, does not tailor itself to your interests. And we have a real problem with that in the news right now, is when you get your news online, it is always going to reinforce what it is some algorithm has decided you want to see. Or it may even be manipulating that to a degree. We don't know what all those algorithms are doing out there. It's certainly attempting to sell you something. A lot of those algorithms will do that. But it certainly, you'll notice, you'll see lots of articles on the thing that you want to read. And I'm not the first to say this. In fact, I think I might have heard, um, I'm not sure who said it, but another, um, someone on a news program said this within the last couple of years, that we are not serving ourselves well in informing ourselves by customizing everything we see. I also think, and this is a related issue, many of our websites are being dumbed down because 
the realities of mobile devices are causing people to put less and less information on their websites. Even Google is rating websites based on less and less information because you have to be mobile friendly. Well, I think it's wonderful that we live in this technological, well, actually, I don't think it's so wonderful that we live in a technological world long term, but right now, our technological devices are serving us. I am being served by technology and sharing this message right now. Long term, no, the earth is not served by technology. And one could debate whether it really was a good development to begin with, but we're here where we are right now in this world. And we may talk about that too today, is is how advanced is a species that is technologically advanced? That's debatable because technology does not necessarily equate to advancement. In a materialistic reality, again, we have our culture clash. If you are strictly a materialist, meaning you only believe um, in a rationalistic view, that's another way of putting it, well, then, of course, technology is going to be very important to you. But if you're able to see the greater reality where you can transcend the materialistic things that we think limit us in the world that actually don't. If you observe the statistically impossible synchronicities, things that you weren't even looking for, so you can't say that it's something you're looking for or pattern matching, and they can be so exact, there's just no way that they come from anything other than a higher reality, including all the wonderful ways that we flow together on this planet, including even when you get out in nature a lot. The more that you get out into nature, the more it comes to you, the more you see amazing things, which I do regularly. And you have to open your eyes to feel this. Can we live in a magical world? We absolutely can. And those of us who have seen this, there have even been research studies into this. I mean, let's stop denying what many, many of us, are know, we know to be true, that there are miracles in this world and that this is a magical world. This is not a dark world where we need to be in fear of our ultimate reality here. And that brings me to climate change in the newspaper today. And I want to be very clear on my position. I think that when I say I'm still waiting for the facts. There is truth in that. The reason why, and I've said this on multiple shows about multiple topics, I believe many of the things that we see in this world are not black and white. They are gray. But when it comes to climate change, I believe that it's happening. I believe there's a lot of evidence that it is happening. But the question becomes, are we doing enough and is it coming from multiple sources, some of which we're not discussing? If it is coming from multiple sources, that does not negate our responsibility to live in harmony with the earth. And see, that is a very important subtlety. So often in our world, we're in black and white positions where you either believe it's completely 100% caused by this or not. What if you believe it's it's even compounded that, yes, 
this is occurring and some things that we're not even really talking about may be affecting it, and I seem to be learning more about that. And sometimes we can learn these things from the most unlikely of sources. And what if there are external factors that we just haven't gotten all the information on as well? Because there does seem to be some evidence that other planets are are changing. Does that mean that we are totally negated of any responsibility over our planet? Absolutely not. It actually means that we have to raise our vibration even higher. And see, that's the other thing. There is the materialist way of looking at this. And yes, how we live in this world, it matters. We've certainly done a lot of things in this world that are not helpful. But I will also say that in reading this article this morning that just happened to be in front of me, which I will give you just a little bit, many of you know in the news today is April 23rd, 2016. And ironically, um, I'll Well, this article, many of us know that yesterday a very historic accord was signed internationally. And perhaps many of us need to even look more into what is being talked about in all of this. But in this particular article that I'm reading, it talks mostly about private industry shifting in the goods that we provide so that we have more sustainable goods. In fact, that's what the article says, um, that the message it sends to the private marketplace to make sustainable goods. Well, that is wonderful. I think that is exactly what we need to be doing. Even if we had no climate change, that's what we should have been doing from the beginning. We should not be in a culture of adversity where we are opposed to the natural cycles of the earth. That is not humanity's true path. However, what the article doesn't mention, and there was a synchronistic a synchronistic link here that helped to remind me of that, is the ultimate path to becoming in harmony with this planet is we need to be at peace because the private sector can change all day long. But as long as the war machine and the greed machine related to the war machine and the fear machine that generates the war machine is active on this planet, we are not going to be living in harmony with the earth or with each other. And so we can sign these accords. We have many different nations signing, more ever apparently than ever signing an international agreement. And yet many of these nations, some of the bigger ones, continue to engage in fear-based actions. And until we can get past that, and the industry that is funded by that, we are not going to solve the problems on this planet. We need to be focusing on peace, people. You know, I used to have in front of my house a war is not the answer sign. In fact, I need to put that back out. It's um, it's actually produced by the Friends Committee on National Legislation in the United States, for those of you listening outside of the United States. 
and it's the oldest, um, if I recall, it's the oldest peace lobby, and I used to help distribute these signs. They don't actually distribute the yard signs anymore, but I still have some, and I have one that I put out, and you know, when it's election season, a lot of times I put mine out, and I really probably should, and Certainly that organization is supportive of efforts to abate climate change. But there's, and I would think, although I guess I haven't read their latest literature, the greatest thing that we need to be paying, we need to be paying attention to right now is peace. That is absolutely essential. The other thing we need to look at, and this came up recently, is we really need to study how we are contributing in other ways. And, you know, let me um, recognize Prince's passing now um, because there have been some things that have been raised about him, how he was talking about things that he's observed. And I need to be careful here because I don't even need to, to come to a particular conclusion of what is happening in the sky to say that it's impacting the weather because it's obvious. Many of you can see it. When I go out and walk on a clear day, pretty soon, even if it's the most innocuous reason, in fact, you can go out and even read articles from many years ago where they talk about this, you see all of these trails in the sky. Let's not even characterize them. We don't even have to go there except to say they are there. And when they're there, what happens? It cools down. You can see how the the sky, a cloud cover forms, but that can also have other effects. Um, you know, depending on the type of day, cloud cover can actually hold in heat. Anyone who has lived in a cold climate knows that when it's cloudy, it's actually warmer. In any case, it affects the weather. That's it. There is also this notion of manipulating the weather. Again, we don't have to jump to any controversial theory except to know that there have been efforts to seed clouds and to do other things to manipulate the weather. We know this, and you don't even have to go way outside the box to talk about this. How is that impacting things? I really can't say. So when I say I don't know, all of the influences. I don't know all of the facts. And when I say things like, you know, just because all the scientists are saying this one thing doesn't mean I'm going to trust that, that is not opposed to the reality that something is going on on this planet. Because obviously the data is showing that the temperatures are higher than ever. Sometimes we've seen, ex we've seen extreme changes in temperature where it can seem very cold. And there are all kinds of explanations for that as well. But it's related to climate change, and that's why we're using the term climate change instead of global warming anymore. But the, the thing that we need to look at here is we don't necessarily know all the facts, those of us who are just hearing them. We don't know. And just because Everyone says, well, all the scientists say this. Well, all the scientists say a lot of things, and all the scientists are also materialists, and all the scientists are also getting funding, and these things all matter. All the scientists may be surfacing some useful data, but all the scientists may not be telling us everything. 
And that's something we need to look at as well, because we've seen this on other issues too. I mean, there are any number of issues where it's clear money is playing a role in some way into what the scientists are telling us. Um, I've mentioned the vaccine thing, another very ambiguous area. I'm not going to say that they are not useful in some situations, of course. However, well, again, you know, do I claim to be an expert on that? I don't. I don't claim to be an expert. There are some who would claim that they're not useful. Well, let's just assume that they they certainly eradicated some things. It sure appears that way in this technological age. Ultimately, do you need them? Not in a miraculous world, not in a higher consciousness world. Ultimately, you don't even need technology in a higher consciousness world. At this time, I'm willing to, I went and got a tetanus shot recently. You know, I fell when I was walking. I got a tetanus shot because, you know, if you go and look back, what is tetanus like? What was it like in the Middle Ages? It's pretty scary what that's like. In fact, you can surface pictures online. Was I in fear? Well, to a point, but I just went ahead and did it because that's the age that we live in right now, and there was some balance there. But does that mean that all of these new things on the market that may not be fully tested, we should just go rushing into that and have mandates, and even people with health challenges need to follow the mandate? That, to me, is a problem. So it's not a cut-and-dry issue. It can be ambiguous. And we need to look at things that there are gray areas sometimes with all of these issues. The Affordable Care Act, yet another one. It's helped a lot of people. However, a lot of people are still not being helped. And everyone in the United States is seeing how premiums are going up, how deductibles have gone up. When I compare going to the doctor now to many years ago where you just walked in there, paid a small copay, and you didn't even have to worry about a huge deductible for a very long time. Many plans were like that. Well, now we're not living in that world. And it's true in the United States, we've got a problem. But you also have more gray issues related to that because, okay, let's let's suppose you provide universal health care. What is that health care going to include? Is it going to include alternative techniques? Because many people know that the medical industry is an industry, too. And not necessarily everything there is good for you. Too much preventative medicine is actually not good for you, and that's being proven. So ambiguity is out there. How does this relate to our harmony with the earth? Well, ultimately, I feel we are being called to raise our vibration. We are being called to a higher reality here. And nothing connects us more to that higher reality than spending time with the earth. We all need to be getting outside. We all need to be spending more time outside of our cities. If you live in a city, go to the park. We have lost touch with our connection to the earth. And truthfully... That ails our world more than just about anything. It's just how much many of us have fallen out of any kind of relationship 
with our natural surroundings. And if we could only begin to spend more time, it astonishes me when I'm out in nature just how few people are out there. I mean, it's wonderful that groups of us are out there. However, many of us are stuck in in worlds of our own making, essentially, which distance us from that thing that can totally restore us. And that's why, you know, I come back to the the theme of this show, that Earth Day is every day, because we really need to start thinking that way. There is nothing that can help us breathe, and you don't even need to be a meditator. In fact, I'll even do a little promotion for my next show, which is Monday. I do have a guest coming on on Monday, and he's going to be talking about meditation. And that guest, actually, as long as I'm at it, is Nigel Wellings. And he's going to talk about how we can all meditate. Well, I'm going to tell you that one natural way to get in harmony with your breathing and to meditate is simply to walk outside it takes me about three minutes walking in nature to start breathing differently to start breathing more fully it doesn't matter what is on my heart and my mind and that's the kind of experience more of us need to be having in fact just the thought of it has already shifted the vibration of my conversation here. I can feel it. Just reflecting upon my relationship with the earth is changing my attitude. It doesn't change what I've said, but it makes us more calm. It will bring us more peace, and it's important. Now, back to what's going on in the world. I I really feel, and this has come out in multiple shows recently and, and actually over time, and it's not just this show. I really feel there tends to be this feeling that the earth itself cannot in some way, co-create with humanity a greater reality. And that sounds radical, but the more that you become aware of higher consciousness, the more you realize that we are not separate from nature. And so if it seems, and this is what I want to get at, if it seems like some of us are not as passionately engaged in certain issues that involve the technological world or the materialistic world, if we seem more focused on harmony on the planet and other things, even though that has very real technological effects in the sense of reducing our use of harmful things. And I almost forgot the synchronicity on the same page as the newspaper talks about 
uh, lowering greenhouse gas emissions. There is another article that says news update. The U.S. military is acknowledging that its airstrikes killed 20 civilians. Okay. You know, we need to get past the fear. We need to get past the conflict on this planet because the more that we react in a fear-based way, the more we are going to generate reactions to that. It is, it is not leading us in the right direction. The right direction is courage. The right direction, the Quakers had a pretty good idea of. And the right direction is, is having enlightened leaders who can acknowledge that we are not taking this world in the right direction when we continually propagate this culture of fear and war and doing harm to innocent people. And that's the problem with war, is that innocent people suffer on all sides of it. And we need to get past that. And I suppose if I seem ambiguous about signing an accord, it's because I really don't feel like these nations are serious about changing what really matters. This matters. It's wonderful that we're going to, we need to get off fossil fuels at some point. We need to. We also need to be careful that there are those who are not profiting from it and that we're not oppressing people in the process. That's another part of it. Because can it be done in a balanced way where people aren't going to suffer, those who are economically disadvantaged? We need to be careful because so easily they're left behind. And that's a lot of people, including in the United States anymore. You know, any number of people would love to have energy-efficient appliances, for example. And yet if you don't have a lot of money to replace your windows, to replace all your appliances, that really is only available to those who have the means to do it. And until that kind of experience trickles down, so to speak, using that term in a much different way than it used to be used, you know, the people who don't have a lot of resources aren't going to be able to go out and buy a hybrid vehicle, for example. They're still going to be driving that old car. So we have more on our plate here than simply signing an accord because this then brings us into economic inequality because as long as there is such a huge in the U.S. and in other cultures also, we're not going to all be able to come on board to this. And even with all of that, it still assumes that technology is the answer. And I tend to, con well, I don't just tend. I know for a fact that the true answer, which may be our real test, is to raise our vibration and to believe in a higher reality. And that is true for everything. And I'm not kidding when I say, yes, someday that will change everything. It'll change our medicine. It'll change how we go about our days 
how we work. It'll probably eliminate money. How long that'll take, I don't know. But it'll lead to a cashless society. The only way this is ever going to happen is if more and more of us have the courage to embrace our spirituality openly. Those of us who are experiencing being awake. And that's what I'm doing. Some people will consider this fringe or off balance or whatever. I really don't care. I'm being my authentic self. I know that I have had an authentic experience. I know that there are people who even study this. I mean, it's it's really kind of like the denying the things that people know that are true. People are studying all kinds of things behind the scenes, between te- between telepathy and hopefully they're studying telekinesis because I still believe that that's the best way to keep an asteroid away. Oh, that sounds really fringe. No, it is not fringe. It's logical if you have observed and are aware that such things are possible. The best thing we could ever do is find those who are talented in that, and I'm not claiming that I'm one of those, but there are people, I'm sure, and who knows what they could do. Um, There are all kinds of things out that we could be exploring. Why are we focused on fear? I have to tell you, lately, you know, whenever I turn on that popular show at night, I I don't even mind naming it coast to coast. Whenever I turn it on, um, uh, lately a lot of times there can be somebody talking about demons or fear or or hell or something like that. And sometimes even on my show that's come up, and I, I don't mind having open discussions at times, but at times we need to stand up for where we are. We need to claim our empowerment. We need to claim our authenticity. And truthfully, if you really believe that we need peace on this planet, then the more of us that begin to realize that demonizing other human beings in any way is harmful, attributing supernatural evil to another person or to a culture is harmful. Until we begin to see that more and more, and I believe we will, until we begin to realize that when we are in a conflict, it is children that are being hurt. It is innocent people that are being hurt. And when innocent people are hurt, it leads to more conflict. Until we realize that we are all the same, that there is no dark um, force emerging through other people, that is just about the most harmful thing on the planet right now. And it's causing a lot of conflict, and it's caused it for generations and centuries. We need to get past it. We need to get past it. And those of us who believe in the power of love. You know, you either believe that if you believe in God or any higher power, or even if you just believe in the power of love itself, then you need to trust it more and more. And we need to act on it more and more. The more that we quietly condone the ways that people generate very harmful 
avenues of distrust. The more that we enable that, the more that we choose not to speak out, we choose not to say, I believe in a higher path, I believe in love, I believe peace is possible, I believe that God or the multiverse or spirit is not only on our side, and that's all of humanity's side, but it's expressing through humanity because we are inseparable from that higher power. The more that we deny this, those of us who have glimpsed it, those of us who are waking up, the more we are going to experience this divergence in a way, these two realities that we need to deal with, the fear that is running rampant. We need to speak out. We need to raise the vibration. What does that really mean when I say we need to raise the vibration? It's about love. It's about sending love. It's about believing in the humanity of other people. It's about believing in the divinity of other people. And those two things are not separate. They are the same. I continue to believe, and many believe, that we are the divine having a human experience. You know, recently there was a discussion of karma. And I contended, I believe, I said that that is a form of hell. I continue to believe this. I can honestly, authentically say that although I have seen evidence of reincarnation and believe, much of that evidence has also helped me to understand that what we think of as karma is not what we think it is. We are having learning experiences. I do believe that. I do believe that. But traditional ways of thinking about karma really is no different than two wrongs make a right. It, it, it doesn't lead to a productive place. It, and, and at least for me, I've released it. It's not something that I need to believe as a part of reality. In fact, it's something that I think divorces us from grace, this concept of grace, this concept of transformation. It does not truly acknowledge how spontaneous transformation occurs. It necessitates kind of harsh reality and it also tends to lead to judgment of others and of ourselves and it locks us in to a fundamentalist view that I don't feel we need to embrace that is my belief fundamentalism arises in many ways and fundamentalism comes up when we adhere to an absolute law that generally, in almost every case, has some pretty harsh consequences. 
That's why I equate it to hell. Because love isn't like that. That's not what unconditional love is actually like. And I'm saying unconditional. That kind of a law imposes conditions. We all ask questions as to why challenging things happen on this planet. We all ask these questions. It's natural as human beings to ask these questions. That's because planet Earth can seem a pretty challenging experience at times. I'm not going to deny that. It is a growth experience. We are learning and growing on this Earth. But what we need to consider is that there are reasons for this growth experience that may be higher and more astonishing and more expansive than we tend to believe. Because if we really are aspects of the omnipresent divine, having a human experience, if we really are growing as these aspects that we are, each of us an individual, yet inseparable, let's bring the earth in, inseparable from the earth, inseparable from the divine, then we have to believe that something greater is occurring here. I tend to believe that, yes, we are learning, but the types of learning that are going on here may be much more sublime than we realize. And we don't have all the answers now. I know that's never going to feel satisfactory to say we don't have every answer now, but I truly do believe that. Many of us don't. And I've seen a lot of evidence that we can all think of situations, for example, where someone who operates in the highest possible way, perhaps um, I heard of an example not This was some years ago when this topic came up. Um, A very enlightened unity minister um, got cancer in the area where I lived. I did not know this person, but I heard about it. And there was this feeling of, oh, my gosh, you know, how could this happen? Because this person held the highest vibrational intent, was very giving, um, and all kinds of there, there would have been no reason. And somebody could say, well, you know, it could be due to a past life. Well, you know what? That just strips the compassion right out of there because whenever you start using that as an excuse, suddenly you just distanced yourself from having compassion about that person's situation. And there's no proof that that's actually the case. And I will tell you, having studied a reincarnation circle, which at some point I'm sure I will share, I tend to believe that what happens to us is not so much an eye for an eye, which is always going to be an empty, I mean, even within the realm of the Bible, that was overridden by Jesus because of grace. That is not a positive love-based reality, an eye for an eye. Um, and we need to get past that. It's not that. It's about compassion. It's about growing compassion, and it's about the experiences that we choose as souls. That's what it's about. 
karma imposes something upon a soul and assumes that a soul has no choice before going into a life. There can be group agreements. There is a higher experience that everyone is having, and we're not in here in isolation. We're all in this together. However, things happen. And okay, I'm asserting a belief, but I feel that it makes logical sense based on what I've observed. Things happen, not because of some sort of judgment or even because um, we must. See, there's the problem. We must experience the reverse of whatever might have happened in some life or, um, you know, that this assumption that, of course, negative things, don't only happen to people who are negative. I mean, everybody knows examples. Even within your own experience, every single person knows knows somebody or knows of multiple experiences where challenging things have happened to people that you would think would not encounter that. Same thing with wonderful things happening to people who maybe – Don't deserve it, or that's what you might judge. There is a higher reason for everything on this planet, and we are all in this together. I truly believe that our so-called villains, they are not supernaturally um, a part of Satan. They are not demon-possessed. They are not being influenced by some imaginary devil. No, no. We are having some sort of an exercise here so that we will learn to have compassion and love and we will learn how to treat one another better so that we will learn just maybe pushing love to its very limit. I sometimes think it's too harsh. I do. But I will tell you, anything less than God diminishes God. Any acknowledgement that there is some being that is separate from the omnipresent creator or source, to me, diminishes that creator. What does this have to do with the earth? It has everything to do with the earth because these sorts of beliefs lead to conflict. They lead to distrust. They lead to the worst kinds of distrust. They are leading to some of the most challenging conflicts that we're dealing with right now, and they have led to this for centuries. As a human race, we are having a growth experience together. I do not believe it's because of karma. Maybe we just wanted to challenge ourselves. Maybe we just wanted to say, could we rise above it? Could we be given free choice? Could we give ourselves a certain amount of freedom, because no doubt these things arise due to freedom. And what what may appear to be very dark is actually an expression of lack in the midst of being free. And that if we could ever get to the point where we are more cooperative instead of distrustful, where we all celebrated having a part of this beautiful planet, where there was not exclusion, where there was not disparity, where that maybe many of us lived much more simply, in fact, all of us, 
where we truly did acknowledge that the miraculous is possible, then we would take this planet to the next level. So if I seem somewhat distanced from some of the issues of the day, if I say, well, I really haven't studied that, if you want to know the truth, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about our materialistic world. I think it's wonderful that we are improving our technology, but I think ultimately what we need to improve is the space of the heart. We need to improve living fully as much as possible in the space of the heart because all of these materialistic things are going to fall short. What if tomorrow, it could happen 50 years from now, someday the sun could shut down all of our electricity. It's happened before. Anyone who's studied the Carrington event knows what I speak of, which is so unusual that it's so much like the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Just think of that movie. That's what would happen. So let's suppose that happened. We'd be challenged by that for sure right now because of the way that we live. And so the question becomes, have we really evolved? Are we really taking care of ourselves? Or have we gone astray? It's a really good question. And I will tell you that I've had my own spiritual experiences where I've felt the harmony with the earth, where I've felt what it was like to live in a way that was in harmony with the earth. And it is very much debatable. In fact, there may not even be a debate whether having a so-called advanced technological culture is better than having a culture that is aligned with the miraculous, aligned with beauty, aligned with nature and with the divine. And in a heartbeat, our technology could disappear. And then what would we do? I think there was a a television series. Well, there's certainly been books on this. And there have been any number of things where we have pondered this kind of a reality. But this isn't science fiction, and it isn't fear either. It's about evolution. And ultimately, if we are at odds with one another and with the earth, we're not going to evolve that we could at the level that we're called to. Is it inevitable that we will evolve? I'd like to believe it is. I'd like to believe that. I believe in the higher future for for um, humanity. <laughs> I can't even say it. I Do I believe in it 100%? Well, sure, there are days that I doubt it, given the way the earth goes and the things that are going on on, on this planet. But I will tell you, when you start seeing those miraculous synchronicities, when more and more of us see them, we realize that this is what's important. It's much more important than the materialistic, mundane things that are holding us back. 
And maybe some of us are just a little bit ahead, I think, in having the courage to give some of that up because it's really hard to be stuck in that kind of a materialistic non-reality when you've seen that there is the potential and the reality for so much more because I believe that's where humanity is going. Jesus predicted it. If you have faith in Jesus, many have predicted it. There is a higher level of consciousness that awaits us. And maybe we need to be having these crises. You know, when we come back, another thing going on, the Pacific Ocean, I was going to mention that. We're not hearing about that a whole lot. That could be as much of a threat to us as climate change is the contamination in our world of the nuclear industry and how we're not really hearing about that. That's also troubling. And so, again, without falling into distrust but rising above it, there are a lot of things that we're not necessarily in the know about. And we need to trust that they can be transcended because there is evidence that we've contaminated this planet in a great many ways. Look at deforestation, that too, yet another area. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and, you know, I live in what, near a city that was called Stumptown. I live in an area that once was occupied by a huge forest, and it's mostly gone. There are just a few trees left. When you go up to Seattle, it's always shocking to me how few trees are up there. Um, At least Portland, that area, has some. And it's very sad. But we can change. We can change the way that we are relating to the world around us. Each of us can change. I watch in my neighborhood people cutting down trees all the time. They're, I, I absolutely refuse to cut mine down. Um, that would be the last thing that I would do unless you know one was about to fall down. <laughs> and, you know, people, they don't think about just the power in being in harmony with even a tree behind your house. There is incredible peace. And when you're at peace sitting under a tree behind your house, when you go out into the world, you're going to breathe and you're going to bring more peace to everyone around you and you're going to change and you're going to wake up more and more and you're going to start seeing more of the miraculous. Maybe you'll start noticing there are eagles flying over your head and nobody's even noticing. That's true of where I live. There are eagles that fly over us all the time and most of the people who live here have no idea. Beautiful eagles. They can't see them at all and yet they're real. We're so busy with our technology. We're so busy with our busy lives 
that we've lost sight of something that's vital. And it's as close as outside your door. Look at the sky. Look at the clouds. Look at whatever part of nature is available. I once lived in an apartment with a view of the back of a gas station. That was the view. And do you know what I enjoyed when I looked out the window? The sky. I loved looking at the sky. In fact, I remember the sky more from living in that apartment than any other place I've ever lived. Why is that? Because that was the beauty that I found. Even without consciously knowing I was looking for it, I had come from a place with a beautiful view, and I've often lived in places with views. They inspire me, and they're miraculous in themselves. But when I didn't have a view, I made one. Spontaneously. It was beauty. It came to me then. It comes to us all in multiple ways. So wherever you are, there's always beauty. And that's how we begin to feel the earth more and more and breathe. Thanks for being with us today. That went by quickly. And um, I do want to remind you, I may... I don't know if I'll have a show tomorrow. I've thought about it. This is the new Building Bridges expression of the Frontier Beyond Fear, which will occasionally be on the air, not all the time. But when I feel so called to come on, I will. And thank you for those in the chat room who have been listening. I want to remind anyone in the chat that you can participate in the conversation if you get a Blog Talk Radio login. So just pay attention to the schedule as to whether this um, a spontaneous Building Bridges episode will be on. Um, I invite you to listen when it is. Sometimes I'll be interacting with guests um, or with the chat room. Sometimes I may do coaching for callers, losing my voice. Um, But this is an exciting new part of this show that you will occasionally find. And then I also want to invite you to be with us on Monday when the live show will be on again. And we do have a meditation expert coming on, and that is at 11 a.m. Pacific on Monday coming up, April 25th, 2016, for those listening across time. And by the way, Welcome to those of you who've been listening across time. You may find that my expression unfolds over time. I find that too. We're all like that. And part of the reason I wanted to get out here today is just because of finding more clarity in my own thinking. We all do that, or just knowing all along. Sometimes we don't express what we know, and we need to stop that. We need to more and more learn how to be real and not be overpowered by other assertions that are contrary to what we know in our hearts is true. And that's why I'm here today as well. Multiple reasons. But thank you, everyone, for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you either tomorrow if I do a show 
or Monday. Take care, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.